One does not simply walk into geekdom. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. You're a nerd. Damn right. I'm a nerd. Naturally. All things geek are up for grabs. Music. Sketch comedy or sitcoms. Doctor Who. I love Tim. Bert. The Flash. Green Lantern. The Trinity. Batman. Superman. Wonder Woman. The Joker. Wait a minute. I want to talk about the Joker. Star Wars. Love me some Star Wars. Magic. I'm an art guy. Paranormal. Halloween is life. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, nerds, nerdettes, junior ambassadors. Welcome to the Nerd United Nations podcast. We are finally past the damn summer heat. The heat's going back to hell where it belongs. Starting to get cool. We're starting to get into the spooky season. And uh, we like to start the season early here on the United Nations podcast, but I cannot talk about the spooky time of year alone. I had to bring in my co-ambassador from the great white north of Canada, where all that great cool air comes from. Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, how are you doing tonight? First of all, you're welcome. <laughs> and second of all, I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. And Melissa, before we start, you want to share all the great news you have for our uh, junior ambassadors? Big announcement for you. Oh, supposed to announce it on the podcast? Oh, why not? <laughs> they care. Our- Listeners care. All right. So, um, biggest news ever. Um, I'm going to be finally uh, moving out of where I am right now, about four hours away. Um, even farther into Northwestern Ontario, because that's what you do when you're a Northwestern Ontario redneck, <laughs> and damn proud of it. Um, yeah, I was offered a job, and so yeah, I'm going to be doing that next weekend. It's pretty exciting. It's, it's shit slowly becoming real. <laughs> so yeah, that's my news, guys. I can hear the ambassadors everywhere clapping for you. They're happy for you. <laughs> It'll make recording a lot easier. We'll be in the t- same time zone, finally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, well, let's say it's September. Almost our favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Everything spooky. Starting to pumpkin spice everything everywhere, including bush light and spam, apparently. What? But, uh, yeah, we have, we're getting pumpkin spice spam now. Oh. If you believe everything you read on the internet. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Well, down here in the Midwest, we have an event coming up called Midwest Monster Fest. And that will be happening next weekend, the 14th. And we actually have a special guest with us tonight. He is the owner of Death Stitch Custom Clothing, and he is the assistant of Midwest Monster Fest. Please welcome Jason Whitmarsh. Jason, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on the show. It's nice to nice to be here. Yeah, I met I met Jason back when was the back to school movie night? Uh, April. Yeah, I think yeah, March or April. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I came down. I saw an event they were showing. Uh, class of Newcomb High. I'm like, hell yeah, I got to go to that. 
and uh, cutting class. And I heard about that in a bad movie, uh, like a YouTube channel to review bad movies about cutting class. Like I could finally see this one, and I got to meet Jason down there. It's a fun yeah. time. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was really stoked to meet, you know, new fans. It's always cool. Uh, every month, it seems like we get a handful of new people that just found out about it. You picked a good flannel, bro. You picked a good flannel. Yeah. Yeah, if you remember back in episode one, I posted a picture of a uh, They Live flannel. Just my size. Just the way I wanted it. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of John Carpenter and They Live. Yeah, I actually recently uh, came into a collection of about 50 plus rare deep cut horror shirts that will be getting chopped up and put on flannels for midwest monster fest actually nice we well, better and, save one and uh, better have a fancy one in a 2x tall i got you bro i got All you right. you know what movie you're wanting i probably got it in this stash i mean it's it's good stuff i'll have to think of a deep cut yeah i mean if we, if we go deep i mean we're talking like Driller Killer and uh, the Crazies from George Romero. Some of these shirts I didn't even know existed. Nice. So, uh, Jason, uh, why don't you tell your, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, let's see. I um, I'm a I'm a haunter of about eight years. Um, I'm on a bit of a hiatus from that. Uh, I got to the point where at the haunted house attraction that I was working for, Factory of Fear, I kind of kind of got to hit the ceiling of sorts, you know, and, um, my, my kids were getting to the age where I was needing to be at home a little bit more and wanted to enjoy Halloween. So took a little hiatus from that. Um, I also like you attended one of them. I host a a monthly horror night at a local coffee house, Roz talks in rock Island. Um, we've been at that every month for almost seven years. Um, started out, you know, first, first screening we were like oh it's george romero's birthday let's let's show night of the living dead and uh it just kind of snowballed month after month it got bigger and bigger and then i think three summers ago we even started showing um a second screen in the beer garden outside and uh so that you know that's kind of where i um started really getting my footing in how much of a fan base there is here in the quad cities for horror um, aside from that, actually the first year that I did the horror nights, I had done a personal challenge to myself of, um, could I watch a horror movie every day for a solid year and review it online? Now I'm by no means a journalist, so there's a lot of misspelling and bad punctuation, but I took on that challenge and completed it. Oh man, that was a long year. A lot of movies there and man, did I watch some bad ones? Whoo. Um, <laughs> You know, and then last winter I was in, I was on hiatus from the haunted housing and um, good friend of mine that I've known for, man, probably 10, 11 years, uh, Jeff O'Neill. He came to me and him and his son, uh, they do a lot of vending at local conventions around the Midwest, comic book conventions and whatnot, collect toy collectible shows. And uh, they'd been doing a lot of vending and they, they wanted to bring their own convention to the quad cities. And I said, you know, well, that's, I'm in, you know, I'll, I'll help you with anything you want to bring me into. And he's like, well, you know, as well as I do, we have plenty of comic book conventions here in the quad cities. And believe me, I love them. I attend all of them. I try to vend at all of them. Um, but we just, we were kind of oversaturated in comic book conventions. And I'm like, well, what, what are you thinking? And 
he said, well, I know I'm coming to you for a reason. And I know you love horror. And I'm like, oh, I started rubbing my hands together, you know, getting excited. And he's like, I want to do a horror, horror movie convention. And I'm like, I love it. I love it. You know, this is that, that was something that had kind of brewed in my head even before he came to me a few different times. And that was part of why I started doing the horror nights is that, um, I go to, I've been to many horror conventions, probably been going to horror cons for close to 10 years. Um, and I've always wanted to try and bring a little slice of horror conventions to my neck of the woods once a month through the horror nights. And, uh, Jeff just, basically asked me if I would work as his right-hand man and I said you know do I need to sign in blood because I'm, I'm in you know <laughs> the ball just started rolling you know he suggested to me what guests he would like to go after and um, I I was all about it you know he really got me when he's like I, I, I think I'd like to get some of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original cast members and I'm like bro that's my bread and butter like I for me, that was my flashpoint as a kid. Um, I think I was about eight or nine, and my mom allowed me to buy a used VHS copy of Texas Chainsaw from the video rental department at the grocery store she'd worked at, I think, 17 years at that time. And so, I, you know, I took the tape home, watched it that afternoon, scared the crap out of me. Um, and immediately I waited for sun to go down to watch it again. So I could be watching in the dark, it scared me even more. And really from that, from that, pretty much that moment on, I could not get my hands on enough horror movies. So that's kind of where that's, that's about the gist of my background as far as horror movies. And, um, yeah, I've lived here in the quad cities all my life and, uh, yeah, Midwest monster fest is pretty much consumed. About all of my free time that I don't spend with kids and work for well, about the last nine months. And uh, pretty excited about it, man. We, we've we got so much going on that weekend. Um, let's see. We've got a special effects contest. We've got a cosplay contest. We're, uh, we've got a, a, a horror pinup contest. Um, we're also doing a film festival. Um, there's even some special stuff. That's yet to be announced. We're working with a local brewery here in town, Wake Brewing. They're a, they're a great metal bar, um, and they brew their own beers in house. They're 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 shall we say brewing up something special for us. Nice. We, we yet to announce that, um, so I can't really say much more than they're they're doing something special for us. Um, they're going to be there all weekend. Oh man, and you know I I'm I am beside myself with excitement. We're going to bring friggin' Ed Neal to town, man. The hitchhiker, uh, Terry McMinn, um, who played Pam in the movie. She's the girl that gets put on the hook. And uh, we're going to bring John Dugan, grandpa, a fan favorite. He's He does a lot of cons. I've met him a bunch of times. And no matter how many times you meet John Dugan, you, you, you just want to go hang out with the guy more. You know, he's real friendly. Um and that's the aside from what's going on. That's all at the Spotlight Theater in uh, Moline. It used to be the old Scottish Rite Cathedral. It was bought out the oh, yeah. last couple. Of years. Did a paranormal um, investigation there two years ago. Oh, I bet that was amazing because that was a, good. That's, that's a spooky building, man. They've had a lot of a lot of things go on in that building. As far as the the, the it was formerly a Masonic Lodge, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Oh, they got a beautiful theater area in there. Oh that yeah, theater yeah. area was amazing. 
Yeah, we're pretty stoked. We, we you know, when we first started planning it, we were just going to um, be renting the basement floor, the basement level. And then, you know, a lot of pieces started to fall in place. And we noticed that uh, Jeff was getting a lot more um, traffic than we expected. And before you know it, we're needing to rent the theater as well, um, which works out really nice because then we've got a great spot to uh, do all of our contests on the stage in the theater. Um, and, and then the Friday night before is a, um, that's Friday the 13th. You're all well, doomed. Right? We're uh, all doomed. Just don't go camping, you know? Um, we, uh, I booked my, my horror nights for Roz Talks a year at a time. Ben, the guy who owns Roz. I think we lost him. Friday the 13th back in December. And uh, so I was able to say to the guys because we have a few different people we've got um izzy sutton a local independent filmmaker here in the quad cities he's he we brought we asked him to come in and help us out with the uh the film festival part of it and uh i i said to the guys you know if we get enough films submitted we can always use the date that i have at Roz Talks on friday the 13th well man let me tell you we had no idea what we were getting into once we opened up the film festival before we were all said and done we ended up with i think 111 submissions like 44 44 hours of programming um i did i did participate in the film festival part of it as a judge and let me tell you i i thought i had kind of trained myself in watching a horror movie every day for a year but 44 hours of programming is a whole different story, especially, I mean, these are all indie films. I mean, it's, it was easy for me during the, the year of horror to, oh, this next, next seven days, I'm going to be watching all Friday the 13th movies. No problem. I love those movies. But 44 hours of you have no idea what you're about to watch. Ooh, boy, it was quite imagine interesting. You're, like, you're probably like Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange with the eyes pried open. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, what really what we really didn't expect was that, you know, when we first opened it up back in, I think it was May, maybe even before that, we would have submissions one or two a week. You know, they, they were just really trickling in. And then as the as the date got closer, they just boom, 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 boom. They were coming in. Um, and man, it got pretty crazy. I was actually I was actually kind of happy. One of the feet. One of the features that we had submitted, I actually acted in last summer. And so that kind of eliminated me from being able to judge it. And I was like, oh, added bonus to acting in that movie. One one less film that I, I, I have to find the time to watch. Now, don't go. get me wrong. There was a good majority of these films that I really enjoyed watching. I mean, we've got some really good stuff. I was really blown away. I know um, I'm kind of manning the, the Friday night at Roz Talks, and I know um, on Friday night at Roz Talks, we're doing films from Sweden, the UK, New Zealand, Spain, um, a handful from here in the US. We've got a couple of films from up your way in Canada. Um, yeah, I think we've actually got one from, didn't you say you're close to Ontario? Yeah, I'm in Ontario, Thunder Bay. Yep, we've got we've got a film from Ontario. I mean, I, cool. and I, I really I was just blown away by man. There are some seriously talented independent filmmakers out there, and we got real lucky. They found our con, and 
we used um film freeway to host our our uh, independent film fest and man that that site is really set up well um and made it as easy as it could be as far as organize it and whatnot um and i can't stress enough that we had a great great uh dude in izzy sutton he he did a lot of hard work and getting everything set up as far as the the what the site on film freeway he also actually sculpted and handcrafted all the trophies for the awards and they're they're sick I, I, well he we, they're so cool that he he, he kind of asked that we just not post any pictures keep it a secret until the award ceremony so i'm pretty excited for these these winning filmmakers to uh, be able to see their their trophies That'd be uh, awesome. i can't wait to see them online Right. We, we have a lot of great vendors coming too. um, one that I'm really excited about. We've got atomic cotton coming from Kansas city. Uh, if you guys never seen their shirts, you should definitely look them up online. They release some fire shirts and they, they, they don't do just horror. I mean, they've got some pretty cool pop culture stuff. Like, um, they've got a, a Thunderdome shirt that says, uh, master blaster runs barter town, you know, nice. and some of the characters. Yeah. They've got some, some pretty cool shirts. Um, I know we've got, uh, like I said, Wake Brewing's going to be there. Um, we've got three of the local haunted houses here in Quad City is going to be represented. I think we've actually got one one haunt coming from out of town as well to that are setting up booze and just you know promoting their 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 haunts, their attractions and whatnot. I tell you, I will probably start stockpiling my sleep this weekend even though it's two weeks away because something tells me from about thursday of that week through probably monday night i'm gonna get zero sleep not that i mind because boy it's gonna be a good old time but a lot of hustling a lot of hustling well that time will be gone before you know it uh yeah i i know once the ball starts rolling and uh you know stars start getting off the plane at the old quad city airport that the time will just fly by you know um and I'm I'm really lucky as far as we're going to be there vending. Death Stitch Custom will be there vending, and I've got a great team at, at through Death Stitch. My friends Tara and John, and my wife Liz, they're going to kind of man the booth and the flannels so that I can focus all my time and energy on making sure that everything runs smooth for Midwest Monster Fest. Um, yeah, we're really excited. I mean, we we quickly realized that. Um, in the first year, we outgrew the the space at the spotlight, so we're probably going to have to find a bigger space for next year. But that's that's a great problem to have, you know what I mean? Yeah, because mm-hmm. look how uh, I think the Planet Funk went from being in the mark to being in the new uh, TBK Sports Center, and that thing is huge. Never been inside of it, but yeah. I've driven by it to get Hertz Donuts, and huge. it's huge. Yeah, it, that was a huge show. We actually vended at that. That was a good time. That was a real good time. We actually at that show was when we debuted um, what we're calling make and take. So essentially we bring the sewing machine and as we call them naked flannels and t-shirts to the show and essentially offer the customer the opportunity to be a guest designer. You come in, you pick your t-shirt, you pick your flannel, you come back in 30 minutes and we'll have it made for you. Nice. And that's gone really well. We've gotten to the point where we're selling almost as many make and takes as we are pre-mades. So when I it saw that makes- Butch Patrick was, was going to be there, I almost came down because I, I love the monsters, and I saw he was there. Yeah, he was there. Uh, me and my daughter were over and met him. He, he, 
he's he's a nice guy, you know, and he's it's um kind of hard to believe sometimes when um the person you're going to meet was you know him as a young person, you know, you know him as like a child actor. And of course they eventually grow up, you know, and uh it's 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 odd. You're like, wait a minute, is that yeah, well that is you, yeah, no, it really is him. Yeah, this is all I, going over Melissa's head. She doesn't watch the monsters. Oh man, the monsters are <laughs> <laughs> friendly like i mean that's a that's a i was watching that the monsters with my kids real young you know because there's other than it being spooky characters there's nothing really you know there's no profanity there's no blood and guts it's just you know essentially a family of characters that are mocking other universe universal monsters essentially you know so much mm-hmm. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's pretty good. Yeah. Monsters are pretty, pretty badass. You'll, you'll be scratching your head the whole time. How did a Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein have a werewolf for a son? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not completely naive to the monsters. I do know it, and I do like Herman Munster, of course. Like, who doesn't know him? Um, I had a English teacher in high school who looked like him. It was quite funny. When I first met my English teacher for the like first time, I'm like, I almost blurted out Herman Monster because <laughs> he had like the same like long square face and yeah, so yeah, within my friend circle, he was uh, he was Herman Munster. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting English class. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read Mary? If you read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in that class, it'd be almost too perfect. I know we didn't actually, sadly, but that would have been good. <laughs> yeah. So, any? Uh, I saw you're having the cast from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the con. Any special events planned for them, like a anniversary panel or anything, or photo op with all three of them? Yep, we're gonna definitely be doing a panel. Um, the schedule for everything, all the events will be up on the, the website, um, uh, probably within the week, you know, about a week before the event we're, we're, we're basically solidifying the schedule of events right now. There will definitely be a panel. We're going to have all three of them sit together at one time. Um, and we do, we are working on, uh, we're still again, solidifying some things, but there's probably going to be a special photo op with grandpa. Um, I've actually got a rocking chair in my garage right now that i need nice. to do some work on so got, got got a box full of bones i'm going to be adding to it and i got to rough it up a little bit but yeah we're going to be doing a definitely a grandpa photo op i would like I, i'm hoping that we'll be able to do a all three of them photo op um but we're definitely going to do a grandpa photo op john was already very um willing and excited to do that for us so. that, that's cool hopefully he brings the mask with him too I don't know about that, man. He he definitely made it very clear that he would be happy to do the photo op, but he would not be getting into the makeup that he got into for that movie. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that was he was like 20 at the time, 20, maybe maybe 19. He was pretty young. Well, I remember seeing the pictures you guys, or at least whoever was posting for the con, the pictures they posted. He still looks pretty good for being what, a 45 year old movie. So. Yeah, he, he's he's doing well, man. He, we're really excited to have him come to town. He must have been through the Quad Cities um, sometime in the 90s 
um, because when we started conversation with him about coming to town, um, one of the first things that he asked was is if we would take him out on the town one of the nights that he's here. We're like, of course, John, you know, we'll we'll do whatever you want. You're John Dugan, your grandpa from Texas Chainsaw. And he's like, well, I would really like to see downtown Davenport. That got us thinking, you know, why downtown Davenport? So we asked him. He said, well, the last time I was in the Quad Cities, you guys had that really big flood. And all of the downtown Davenport was underwater. And we're like, oh, now, mind you, we're having this conversation back in the spring before we had this year's right before the levee broke yeah when the levee broke and so then the levee broke and we're like man let's we're all me and jeff were both really like fingers crossed that that water would recede before midwest monster fest because i don't want that poor guy coming to town and thinking it like he was the jinx you know what I mean? like every time <laughs> Part of it's underwater, you know. <laughs> it's, either, it's either that or time stood still, <laughs> right? And I'm actually pretty excited to, to take him downtown Davenport because that's really that's a real hot area in the Quad Cities right now. There's a lot of cool stuff down there, and um, sounds like he will more than likely be making an appearance at Wake Brewing on Friday night. Like I say, we nice. have something special going on. I can't really say a whole lot until those details are out. I want to. I want to give Jason Paris of Wake Brewing the opportunity to break that news. You know what I mean? Um, he's been a really good dude for us to work with. Um, he's pretty much one of, pretty much the same as a lot of the people that we've come across. And when we come to him with this idea, he's like, "The Quad Cities has needed this, and you know, what can I do?" You know, and we're like, "Well, what, let's see." You know, rub those hands together again. Hmm. You know. So it, like I say, it, it really. It quickly became its own monster, Midwest Monster Fest did. It just, it, it really just started growing and growing. And um, there's, there's definitely been some, some trying moments. I know I've, I've had some stressful moments. I know my poor man, Jeff, he's, he's had some whew, stressful days. But um, we just, as a team between me and Jeff and Izzy, um, we just, you know, we, we keep trying to regroup with each other and, you know, keep that eye on the prize. We're trying to bring something to the quad cities that we feel the quad cities needs, you know, um, we're, I know myself, Jeff, Izzy too. We're all tired of driving three hours to Chicago or five hours to Indy or six to Kansas city to go to one of these conventions, you know? And, um, I, I even got to the point where, you know, you, you, if you go to enough of the conventions, you start to see a lot of the same guests, you know, and, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I love, there's some guests I'll meet every show. You know, you, if I go to a show and Sid Haig is there, I'm going to go meet him and hang out and talk to him, even though I've met him a dozen times. Cause he's just that cool of a guy. Um, but it definitely, I got to a point where I was even getting a little burned out on the horror conventions. And, um, it, when Jeff came and asked me to, to work with him to help him out, it was like, this is, this is the next step. You know, this is, yeah, I will do it because like, I, I want to see the quad cities have their own, you know, I just, I really want, and you know, I, I don't want to have to travel for it. You know, I want to, I want to be able to enjoy a horror con and then, you know, take a five minute drive and sit in my favorite bar or go 10 minute drive and be at my house. You know, man, I just know that, from the seven years of monthly horror nights 
I've met hundreds and hundreds of people that come to the horror nights and have a great time. And, you know, I'll do the whole Facebook friending thing. And then they're checking out my page and they're seeing all these people that I've met over the years. And the next month they're coming in and they're saying, how, how do I, how do I go about that? How, how do I meet, how do you meet those people? And I don't want to say, well, you got to drive to Chicago or drive to Indy. Um, so it's really nice to kind of, kind of just make something happen. And, uh, you know, you know, Jared, you know how the quad cities is, man. If you want to do something in the quad cities, you got to make it happen yourself. Ain't nobody going to do it for you. You got to shake the bushes until everybody falls out of them. You know, you got to keep beating people over the head with it. Like, this is what we're doing. Trust me. You don't want to miss this. You're going to be hearing about it weeks afterward. You're going to be mad. You didn't go. That is true. Um, they really do. And it, We've definitely had, like I say, there's been some uphill battles of it, you know, trying to, um, you know, when we started looking for sponsors, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of businesses around town, you know, we're just a little unsure about it, you know, and I'm pretty positive now that come September 14th and 15th, those businesses that didn't jump in are going to regret it, you know, and I'm positive the ones who did like, you know, Wake Brewing, um, you know, they're going to be quite happy they did and we look forward to working with them you know again next year you know that's good way for them to get their name out there too absolutely and for us for i know jeff and myself and izzy really the goal is is to just be doing this again next year and then the year after and just build a little bit each year you know um that's really that's really my that's my only goal is to just uh, go have a great time, um, introduce Quad City horror fans to what a real horror con is like, and uh, build something that lasts. You know, something that people can plan on, and look forward to, and um, you know, get some get some more cool ass stars to town. You know, like you go. I'm really excited about the ones we have this year. But if I if I was to tell you that that those were my biggest dreams as far as guests, I'd be lying. You know, like I'd love to see at some point a, a Robert England here. Or, That'd be know, great. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was and, supposed to meet him at Wizard World Des Moines a few years ago, but that fell through. Yeah, you know, I met him cool, about six years ago at Flashback Weekend. Super cool guy, man. Just really, really cool. You know, he. He'd grab you by the throat, you know, with the claw hand if you wanted him to, you know, and that that was cool, bro. That was really cool. Um, but again, you know, we're in the Quad Cities, so we have to we have to be realistic. Where you you can't you can't pull something off your first year like a Robert England, you know. Yeah. Um, but I got a, like I say, I got a really good dude who has a really good idea. And man, I'm telling you what, Jeff just does not stop. This guy will, he goes around the clock and, and um, he believes in his idea and I believe in him. And I, you know, I was like, let's do it. You know, let's, let's, let's see if we can't make this happen. So, so if, you, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys can land Cassandra Peterson, I would buy my ticket yesterday. But yeah. Um, I got. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. If we could bring her to town, I'd almost, I'd almost have to have her agree to do an Elvira. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd meet her either way. Oh, I would too, and I have yeah. met her. You know, I met her during the era where she was still doing Elvira. Um, from what I know, though, she's kind of retired doing the getting in the costume. 
I've seen, I think, one one con this year that got her to get back in costume. But as far as I know, she's kind of like, I just want to meet people as me, you know. Um, but I would I get again, her, I would, I'd I get be her happy. I get her fan letter every month in the email, and it says like if she goes to a con, she'll do like Friday as Elvira, Saturday as Cassandra. It sounds like. Okay, so she is still doing as as Elvira. Probably just not full time Elvira. Right, right. Okay. Hell, hell, I would take her dress as her biker character from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. We actually have some some. Our local horror hosts are going to be at Midwest Monster Fest. Uh, Marlena Midnight and her whole team, they're all going to be there. We're, yeah, she's a really great chick. And she's got a couple other girls working with her now on the show. Um, and their names escape me right now. They're all on the talk, way. I haven't talked to her since she worked with Robin, Robin Graves. Yeah, I don't think Robin's on the show anymore. I, I don't I, think so. But she does have some other, a couple other girls on the show that, you know, play a character like hers. Um, cause they were all at, uh, the TBK for planet funk. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. you have a, a younger girl coming too, Lucy Hale. Um, Layla Haley. Yeah. Layla Haley, my bad. Yep. We have, um, Wyatt weed and he is, he, he was the boar predator and predator Two. He also did some um, special effects in, um, I think of the movie, it's a Clive Barker movie, and I should know it. Uh, anyway, he, he, he's, done a, he's done a few different uh, roles. I think he did something in the Star Trek, um, and he's done a lot of special effects. And we also have um, um, William Bell coming. He's, he's done a few different things. He was in uh, The Walking Dead, and we have... Um, Think we? I think that's all of our guests. So he was just uh, announced recently, like a month or two ago. William Bell What's was. That? Yeah. So yeah. William Bell was just like added recently, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 He's a, he was our most recent ad by my, my by my record election of it. You know, and like I pretty much have taken on the role of um, I work for Jeff. You know, so Jeff has an idea. I pretty much. At, you know, my next step is, well, what can I do to help with it? You know, like I, he, he's got some, he's got really good judgment. He's, um, he's got a really strong idea of where he wants the show to go. And, uh, man, he's, it's proofs in the pudding thus far, man. And he's, he's making it happen, you know? So, um, I'm just, I'm real excited. And, uh, at the same time, nervous is all hell. Cause I, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not a young man, man. I'm, I'm in my fourth. <laughs> It's going to be a long weekend, you know. It's going to be a long weekend. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Not when he, uh, luckily, we've got ourselves a green room just for the staff at, at the, at the uh, spotlight. I told Jeff, I'm like, all I need in that green room is a coffee pot, bro, because it's going to be a long weekend. Long make, weekend. Sure, make sure it's Death Wish coffee. Damn right. Death Wish coffee. Dude, have you ever had that? Oh, yeah. I got it in K-Cups. I was going to say, it's really good. Uh, somebody bought me a bag of it a couple of years ago, and man, I fell in love with it. That, I also man, recommend <laughs> Unicorn Blood's pretty good, too. Is it? Okay, I'll have to try that out. Yeah, I'll have to definitely try that out. Oh, you know, I almost forgot. We even got, um, Saturday night, we've got a uh, official Midwest Monster Fest party that will be at the Spotlight. 
Um, that's uh, Zombie Prom. It's put on by um, the low QC Zombie Prom. Um, they've done it a couple other years. Uh, they, it was previously at Skellington Manor. And it essentially is just like going to prom, except you're dead. You know, you. Nice. You, and we're, we're at, you know, if some people don't have, say, the makeup or, you know, the, the costume, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're doing that on site. I know that they definitely are doing makeup on site. Um, and that'll be a fun party. As much as I would love to go to it, I obviously will be pretty tied up with just keeping stars happy. Uh, but I know that I've been to actually I, two years ago. I emceed the event uh, myself and another local gar- a girl here in town, and it was a blast. I mean, Zombie Prom is always a good time. So, that's and that's great. by Factory of Fear, who's also going to be there. Um, yeah, it should be very interesting. A very interesting weekend. I am. I am looking forward to it. And while we're on the subject of the convention, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend uh, in the paranormal family. I'm in this huge paranormal family. Uh, Sarah Streamer is going to be coming down from Council Bluffs to do photography for the event too. And if you haven't seen if you haven't if you haven't seen her work, it's on Sarah Streamer Photography on Facebook. She does great stuff. Yes, yeah. If she, I'll check her stuff out. She's going to be at the event, man. Yep, that's what she's going to do. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. We've been very, um, telling people, you know, if you come into the event and, and you, you do, you do photography, bring your camera, take a bunch, you know, take all the pictures you want. You know, of course it's kind of important to ask people before you take the picture. Some people get a little uptight about that, but most everybody would, all of my experience at any convention, not just horrors, most people like to have their photos taken, you know, like they're there to be seen, you know? Um, might want to be a little careful you know taking pictures of like linda blair because she can get a little upset but you know as long as, as, long as, long as her head doesn't start spinning <laughs> as long well you know the, basically the rule i tell people is um treat the stars just like like humans don't treat them like caged animals you know don't go up and take their picture and not ask you know don't go up and as long as you you treat people right you usually get exactly what you want as far as when it comes to stars and whatnot uh, should it should be the kind of weekend where afterward I'm gonna have once I wake up from my coma, there'll be <laughs> endless, you know, endless stories to be told. I'm pretty sure Ed Neal will end up in a lot of those stories, but that's what we're <laughs> to, you know. Um, I'm like I say, Texas Chainsaw was my flashpoint, and I've been working on a Texas Chainsaw poster for about seven years and I'm, I, I have Ed on it or on my poster already, but I do not have Pam. So when, when Jeff, Jeff said he was going to bring Pam to town, I was just like this, I had to pinch myself. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it was happening. You know, like, I'm like, man, he's going to bring somebody to town that I don't even have on. And I've, I literally sent my Texas chainsaw poster home with a buddy who lives in, in, in uh, Texas to get, Cause a lot of those, a lot of the Texas chainsaw um, cast that are still with us, they don't do a whole lot of cons outside of Texas. You know, like you just, John gets out and John pretty much gets out the most from what I've seen, but like Terry and uh, William Vale and um, Ed Neal, they, they tend to stick pretty close to Texas. You know, they'll do a few cons outside of Texas, but 
not as many as they used to. I mean, it's a 45-year-old movie, so... Only the real diehards are going to know who they are. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If uh, if you're a horror fan and you're not familiar with Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, what are you doing with your life? Come on now. Do your homework. Do your homework. I mean, to me, that's that's where slashers were born. You know, that that that. Oh man, I I'm very excited. There's some things I can't wait to ask him about. Like I've read um, I read um, uh, Gunnar Hansen's book about his 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 experience filming the movie, and there's some things in there that I am definitely looking forward to getting a confirmation of if that really like supposedly there was a you know, guarded field of marijuana growing behind the house that they shot that film in, you know, <laughs> and thing, I want to know, is that true? Is that true? Cause that's cool. If it was, you know? So yeah. This is the seventies, man. It was a different time. It was a very <laughs> different time. And I'm pretty excited. Pam, Pam, um, well, Terry McMinn, um, she wrote a book that's like the stories of Pam that are separate from Texas Chainsaw. Cause and as far as these stories go, um, Pam got put on the hook and then put into that, into that meat cooler, but she sure did pop out of that meat cooler, not completely dead. So we don't know that Pam actually died. You know what I mean? She could have, she could have found her way out of that cooler at some point. Or later. Leaves it hanging <laughs> like a John Carpenter movie. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that's what her book consists of is Pam, Pam's stories, you know. I'm I'm pretty excited to pick that up from her. Um, that'd be cool. It should be a should be an interesting weekend. That's that's for sure. That is for sure. Speaking of Gunnar Hansen, his movie came out yet, uh Monster House. It was supposed to be like the expendables of the horror franchise. I'm not sure if that came out, but I do know that um uh, Include, includes everybody but Robert England. Yeah, I, I did hear about it. I don't know if it's out or not, though. I would, I did, I, from what I heard about it, I cannot wait to see it. I mean, they had the who's who of slashers and horror, you know, like, looks amazing. Uh, my friend, my, my man Izzy Sutton, who uh, set up the Film Fest, he's going to be uh, debuting a trailer for his newest movie. And it will actually be the last, from what we know right now, or what Izzy knows right now, it'll be the last film put out that has Robert Zadar in it. Um, Robert Zadar played uh, maniac cop. Uh, he was also in tango and cash. Um, and night I haven't maniac cop in forever. Yeah. It, and you know, what's crazy is that a lot of people, cause we did it. It was so early on in the horror night, um, run. I think our every year in October, I do 12 hours of terror where we show horror movies from noon to midnight. I challenge people, you know, can you watch 12 hours of solid film? I think I've got like 11 names on the list because 12 solid hours of horror, especially the horror movies that I show is not the easiest thing to do. Um, but the third year, um, the, the people that, uh, uh, some folks that put on a local, um, comic book convention were bringing Robert Zadar to town for an event at their comic shop. And I, re- I reached out to him was like, you know, how can we make it work out so that, you know, Robert appears at a horror night too, and a little bit more scratch. And next thing you know, Robert Zadar is sitting in Roz talks, watching maniac cop with us. And that nice. was crazy. Yeah. 
And as far as I know, we he did a Q&A that night, sat up on stage after Maniac Cop and talked for about 45 minutes. Um, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's it's out there. And as far as I know, that was the last Q&A he did before passing. So, you know, it's pretty neat to have that, that kind of thing just fall in our lap. You know? um, then a couple odd, oddest thing was those a few months later, um, we were showing a movie. Damn, if I can remember the name of it, but it was a it was a synapse film, and it was about these college kids. And uh, on the cover was a guy who had had like a pentagram carved into his chest, and he was dead. We put him on the poster because that was like the main movie we were showing that night. I had no idea, but that dude lives in the Quad Cities. And it was Thanksgiving weekend we were screening it. He came home to visit his family, saw his image on one of our posters, and then went into Roz Talks to ask about it. Like, are you guys screening this movie? Next thing I know, I'm on the phone with this guy and just asked him, hey, is there any chance you can come back tonight? He ended up coming back that night, introducing the film. It was pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah, like I say, we definitely are hoping that um, – and I'm pretty positive we will be uh, this time next year be in the same panic state because we're getting ready to do Midwest Monster Fest too. You know? So you get that little call. You get like a couple of days off, and then all of a sudden it's back to planning next year. I uh, yeah, I think that's probably what it'll come down to. I would imagine that we will um, take October. I know in October, Jeff is taking his business awesome collectibles and i'm taking my business uh death stitch custom and we're going up to uh Atumwa, iowa for halloween of palooza and um i'm doing a few other events because when you sell flannel man this is my this is our time of the year you know like from the end of summer to through christmas if you're trying to sell somebody flannel that's the time to do it you know um i know i think our last we've got like six or seven events between now and the first weekend of December. Um, so I'm pretty sure Jeff's probably going to be doing the same thing, just focusing on a to- uh, uh, on awesome collectibles. But I would imagine around Christmas time, we'll probably be starting all over from the beginning, you know, start setting up a film fest, start looking for a venue. Yeah. And, and I, I got I can't tell you how much I am appreciative to Jeff for bringing me in and having me be a part of his team. And, even more so, I am happy that he handles the stress of those parts of this because I don't I don't know how he's doing it, but when he when he needs to, he calls me up and I listen because that's the, that's I mean he's, he's he's doing a lot of things and it's not easy, man. And that, there's there's a lot that people don't realize to bringing a guest to town. You know you know you you think oh they just jump on a plane and they fly into town and that that's it you know it's that easy but it's not it's just not like there's contracts that go back and forth and you know you gotta you know certain people don't eat certain kinds of food certain people don't want to fly on planes certain people have to fly on a plane or certain people want to be in first class certain people don't care it's it's definitely uh, its own little monster having a having a star come to your event and that was all a learning process for me and Jeff. You know, like we had to figure it out, you know, because we wanted to make this happen. So. Anybody do what Van Halen does and not request any brown M and M's in their 
Because you get a lot, you hear a lot of celebrities that make a lot of odd requests. Nothing too crazy. I mean, we've we've got we've got a guest who's um, who's vegan. That's about the most crazy request, you know. And and I can totally understand that. I mean, I put a bunch of garbage into my body, but that doesn't mean <laughs> everybody should or does. Um, so really, other than that, just the the vegan food. No, not really. I mean, there are actually. I mean, yes, it's difficult to bring them to town, and there's a lot of stuff to do. But as people, all three of the everybody that we booked has been really easy to work with. Um, they're just as excited about it as we are, which kind of surprised me. I mean, you talking about cast members of Texas Chainsaw, they've done con after con, year after year. And to still have that excitement about it, to me, that's really genuine. Like these, you know, John Dugan and Terry and Ed have all been sharing the event on Facebook. Heck, almost as often as I have. And I've been, you know, I share it as often as I can think of it. So it's it's really nice to see that they're still excited, even after 45 years. You know, they're still excited to be, go out and meet their fans, you know. So um, that, that it's, it's been, it's been a very learning experience. That's definitely, that's for sure. Walk away and uh, learning something new, new uh, yeah. business experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually, me and Jeff had that conversation early on that it is going to be a long, bumpy process, but we're going to learn some things about ourselves we would have never learned without doing this. And we already have. We really have. <laughs> like, we, whew, we really have. Yeah. Push, push the body to the limit. You'll learn something new about yourself. Dang right, man. Dang right. And, and I kind of already had an idea of that, I'm sure, as you know, through haunting, man. You you, you yourself in some positions where you really challenge your being you know like night after night hour after hour hundreds and hundreds of people you know that every 30 seconds that routine starts again you know and that's going to be different from the 30 seconds before it every single one of them at least a little bit different absolutely absolutely i'm actually there's a i'm gonna be pulling out a few different characters during midwest monster fest myself I don't know. I'm contemplating pulling out my haunt character, but I, I, I don't know about that. I'm definitely going to show up as the dude one of the days that I'm there. I've, nice. I've done a few coaches as the dude, Big Lebowski. And um, um, there's, a, there's a movie premiere in Sunday afternoon, Bluff Skellingtons. That's, that's the film that I acted in last summer. Um, four or five of us that are cast members and are planning to be at the event are going to actually get in our costumes from the movie and just roam around and whatnot. I, it was pretty easy for me as far as getting into a character for that movie. I played the owner of a long shop and, um, I'm a long haired hippie with facial hair in the movie, which <laughs> felt like I got typecasted in it, but I was okay. <laughs> you already knew your character. You knew, you knew I your did. motivation. I even called the director and I'm like, did you, were you thinking of me when he wrote, when you wrote this? And he's like, he said, no, but he's like, but you were the first person I thought of. And I'm like, well, I guess it's a good thing. I got them eight years of haunt acting experience. You know, and that was really fun. That, that was another thing that I didn't realize how much goes into making a movie. Like, Oh my God, a lot of hurry up and then wait, hurry up and then wait. I did, that. I, I, did, I did the baseball movie they filmed at John O'Donnell. I did that years and years ago. Huh? Spent most of the day sitting around playing cards with the other guys. Yep, yep, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I was real happy. Um, somebody that I, a friend of mine that I knew who had done some acting before said to me, don't hesitate. Take a pillow and a blanket with you to your, to your long shoot days. And I thought, you know, whatever, you know, but I did. I threw a pillow and a blanket in my truck. I wasn't there two hours before I was going out to my truck to get my pillow and my blankets, man. It's really long. Those are some long days. You got to sneak in naps or you don't look, you look real tired on camera. Yeah. Like I say, we've got, I am, I am really, uh, really proud of all the the film festival. We've got Izzy put in a lot of, a lot of time and heart and energy and he put together a phenomenal film fest. We're showing, there's a couple of features and shorts that I just couldn't believe how good they were. I mean, they look like they were made in Hollywood, you know, and these are just independent filmmakers doing it their way, you know, and it was, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Do it while you can, while you can do what you want before you go to a big studio and they tell you dictate every little step of the way. Uh, So tell me, are you uh, going to see three from hell? Yeah, and the main reason why I'm going is I want to see how the hell they survived that freaking shootout at the end of Devil's Rejects. <laughs> yeah, no, and actually, I purposely bought the tickets for Monday night, the, so that'll be the 16th, because I was like, you know, what better way to end Midwest Monster Fest weekend, get, get everything packed out of the spotlight, get all the stars on their planes and headed home, and then go see Three from Hell, you know, because... No matter how successful this event is, I'm going back to my day job come Tuesday morning, you know. So it's like, let's end it with something real fun. Go see Three from Hell. You deserve I, it. Go for it yeah. in D Box. Pay the extra 20 bucks for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know it was coming out so soon. I thought it was like later September. I know, I know that it's screening in Davenport. Um, the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th. I think like each night has something a little bit different. I know on the the 16th, um, you get like a, a exclusive exclusive promotional poster, and then I want to say on the Tuesday night, the movie's introduced by Rob, and then on Wednesday night, it's a double feature where you get to see Devil's Rejects and then Three from Hell. Which I thought was cool, but I just know that probably Wednesday night I will still be sleeping off the previous weekend. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Especially especially our seats down here in Davenport recline, you'll definitely be out like a light. Oh, yeah, there won't be no recline in that seat at the movie Monday. <laughs> no, 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 because I will, I will fall. I mean, actually, that was kind of became the rule when I was reviewing all the films for the film fest. I mean, like I say, I'm in my 40s. If I if I go horizontal and try to watch something, no matter how good it is, thirty minutes, I'm I'm out. I, that's just how it is, you know. Yeah. Those eight a.m. shifts come early, bro. I'm <laughs> lucky we have to go in at eight. So. Yeah, I, I when I heard about Three from Hell and it's how it's a sequel, I'm like how in the fuck did they survive that shootout with all those cops? It must have been storm. It must have been stormtroopers or something. <laughs> yeah, bad shots, I guess. I mean, that or they, they really punched it through that roadblock. I don't know, man. That was a. It's it's going to be interesting to see how he does it. But you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Rob's movies. Uh, he there's always there's you. It seems like fans are either they love them or they hate them. And oh, uh, I love them. I, 
I love him. And I even love the ones that some of the people who love most of his films hate. Like, I really liked, um, um, oh, let me think of it. One with the, the all the naked witches. Um, oh, uh, Lords of Salem? Yeah, man. It was like a 90-minute fever dream, man. I love yeah. that. That was that a movie was I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea either, but I could, I wanted it to keep going. I didn't want it to end. You know, it's like, who's, where did the little midget with no skin come from who's handing his umbilical cord to people? I don't know, but I want more of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm trying to put together an episode of this show where we talk about the Rob Zombie Cinematic Universe. And Melissa's only seen, what, one movie from the whole frame? All of, you've only seen, what, his first Halloween movie? Yep. Have you seen uh have, have you seen El Super Bisto yet? I have. I own it. I love El Super Bisto. That, one, that one's weird. That one's weird, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You pull right, man. Me pull right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an odd one. Hey, you you holler at me. Will you go to do that episode? I will happily come back on and spit my two cents on Rob Zombie, man. Uh, well, Melissa's got some homework to do because we might bring another guy from another podcast in on that one too, because. He's talk, he goes on Halloween Horror Nights every year, and they're doing a Rob Zombie. Uh, it's off based off of the Hellbilly Deluxe album, just a scare zone dedicated to Hellbilly Deluxe. And I think they're doing a house dedicated to House of Thousand Corpses this year, too. Yeah, I, I think I saw something about that online. would love to get down to that. I, didn't he do some haunts like around the country a few years ago? I thought there was yeah, one in Chicago. Yeah, he, he did one in Chicago, and from what I heard, it wasn't very good. I was invited to go, and a lot of my friends that have been in the industry with me for years. They were not impressed with yeah, it at all. kind of what I heard. That's, that's, that's kind of the same thing I heard, too. You know, I, I was one of those um, when I was doing the haunt, and I was one of those I, one of those rare ones where I, I didn't really like visiting other attractions. I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I'm a bit of a control freak, um, so it's it's kind of nerve-wracking for me to not know what's going on or going to happen, you know? So I do, though. I will. You know, you put me in the right place. It, if if I hear enough good things about a haunt, then I got to go check it out. You know? Have, you seen the movie, have you seen the movie Hellfest yet? I don't think I've seen that one. It came out, uh, I think, a little over a year ago, and it's about this masked killer who goes to like a Halloween event, like Halloween Horror Nights, and he stalks and kills these kids. But I feel no sympathy for I, I feel no sympathy for those kids because it's those annoying kids that we hate that had to think they're all hot shit when they walk through a haunted house. So you feel so you feel no sympathy yeah. for those kids getting tracked down. Yeah, I, I think the um, the cats who did um, a Quiet Place they've got a movie coming out called haunt and i think it's got something to do i think it might be based in a haunt attraction type world um that actually comes out the friday before midwest monster fest i'll have to uh, check that out too yeah and they're they're both both of those guys are from the quad cities yeah i saw that and my mind's been me and melissa's minds have been set on joker for the last five months yeah I see joker so far out far out well, I'm glad you let me inject one of your episodes with a whole bunch of horror. I greatly appreciate oh. it. Oh, we love horror here, and we're getting to be that spooky time of year. Damn, so, it, is, it, is the, it is the time of year, man. Spend 10 months waiting for two. 
you know? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wish it could be like that all year round. I'm that guy on my block where I, I start setting out my Halloween director decorations start of September. There come the looks from the neighbors, but I really don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Uh, you ever feel bad? There is a house in Davenport that has a huge sandworm out in their front yard all year round. From Beetlejuice? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like made out of old metal barrels and whatnot, if I'm not mistaken. I I believe so. It's right by, we, we, uh, my team used to investigate Renwick Mansion a lot, and it's right in that neighborhood. And people are like, hey, I saw this huge uh, sandworm. I thought of you because you love Beetlejuice so much. That's funny. I actually did my, uh, my, my wife's, my wife wanted to redo the bedroom a few years back and asked for a Tim Burton room. And I used a lot of Beetlejuice colors, like all the um, quarter round along the edges of the floor is black and white striped, bright green walls. The fucking, the, the trim is all like a poppy blue, you know, and there's tons of nightmare before Christmas and Beetlejuice type decorations and stuff in there. You got yourself a keeper, bud. Oh, oh, believe I know. That's why I've kept her, kept her for 16 years. More like she's kept me. She's put up with me. <laughs> really. With every one of these endeavors that I talk about, she's at home taking care of the kids and making for sure the ship stays going the direction it should be. You know, So I'm real lucky in that department. And if the really missus wants a Tim Burton room, you God damn it, you gave her a Tim Burton room. <laughs> Actually, we have we have this routine worked out where when we go out of town for a horror convention, she knows to find the shoe store she wants to go to on the way to the convention. We don't even check into the hotel. We go right to that mall, right to that shoe store. I tell her, stack up all the pairs you want on the counter. She stacks five, six pairs of shoes. I buy them all. I have no problem with it. I'll buy all the shoes you want. And and then she's happy all weekend long. Every time she comes out of the hotel room, she's got a different pair of shoes on. I don't hear no complaints about my horror addiction. You know, works there for you me. Go. There you go. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. I, I hope every horror fan finds that person like I've found. Because, you know, I, 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 I find... Every person I tend to encounter that is a big horror fan are solid people. You know, oh, they're yeah. friendly. They go to their jobs. They take care of their kids. They're fucking solid members of their society. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think we get a little bit of a bad rap, and that's okay because no, I'm fine with that. We we are a little odd, and that's all right. Keeps all the norms away, you know. Yeah, I, I met you just because I wanted to see Class of Newcomb High again for like the, sec- the second or third time ever. That was well worth it. <laughs> I am, I, now I am very glad that I showed that movie that night. Cause, and you and actually, you were that person that night for me that I was like, we had a solid new guy. I came home, I'm like, honey, new guy came and he went home with the They Live flannel. And she's like, did you get his name? And I'm like, think he's gonna friend me on facebook i hope i hope and then i saw that you posted about the final i'm like yeah there it is there's my new <laughs> yep. buddy <laughs> yep and i brought i brought my own chair too it said it said bring your own chair i brought my own chair i mean we show five six hours of movies you're gonna want a comfortable chair i've been i've been talking to my lady friend that i've been seeing that i've talked to her into coming to one sometime soon so I'll like, you know, probably you know, you know how busy weekends are in October with haunting season. Yeah. So, absolutely. But, uh, 
Definitely make it down to one. Definitely soon. Do you want to plug the con one more time? So, yeah, Midwest Monster Fest, September 14th and 15th, Spotlight Theater in Moline. Got a uh, cosplay contest, special effects contest, uh, horror pinup girl contest. We're going to be, we have a film festival that'll run Friday night at Roz Talks and Saturday at the Spotlight. And the, the real feather in our cap, man, we got ourselves a 45th anniversary Texas Chainsaw Massacre reunion with Ed Neal, John Dugan, and Terry McMinn, man. I am so excited. This, if you love horror, you need to be down at the spotlight that weekend. It's going to be the place to be, man. Really is. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you coming on. We'll have to have you on again sometime. Absolutely. Like I say, holler at me. Do that Rob episode, man. I'd love to, bro. I could talk about, I could talk about devil's rejects all night. I got a friggin' devil's rejects poster with 17 cast member autographs on it. I've hunted, I've gone, I've hunted, I hunted the, the big dude that was selling the chickens. I hunted him down oh. in his hometown of Savannah, Georgia, on family vacation. Oh, I mean, but I, I, the guy selling chickens. You're not going to fuck these chickens, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Alcott. I can't think of his first name right now, but his last name's Alcott. Came to my hotel at like 1130 at night, signed a whole bunch of shit, was waiting for me in the lobby. Couldn't believe it, bro. <laughs> nice. Uh, Most do you have any more questions for Jason? Sorry, writing some stuff down. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of nervous about her notes. <laughs> Don't worry, they're really easy. Try, try, to guess how many, try to guess how many words she has letter U inserted into them. <laughs> uh, there's only one. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> really easy question. I'm curious as to what inspired Death Stitch custom clothing? What inspired that? Well, I'll tell you what. When I was, when I was in high school... And I'm going to totally date myself here. When I was in high school in the mid-90s, everybody was wearing a lot of the same crap. You know, Guess and and I hate to say it, but FUBU. And, you know, I got tired of going to school and almost every day somebody having that same shirt on or whatever. And even back then I started patching up my clothes. Sorry, that's my chihuahua. Um, (laughs) Sorry, the house is under attack right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I started, I started patching up my clothes and, um, you know, I, some years went by and I would, I started, you know, I'd, I'd have these shirts around that were worn out, you know, they'd get a stain on them or a small hole and I wouldn't want to wear them out. And I'm not big on letting things go, you know, just all oh, that. That's no more use. Throw it away. I was like, I'm gonna keep that around. That's a really cool graphics, you know? And, um, I had seen at one of the horror conventions, there's another business that does essentially the same thing that I'm doing, um, but it's a very crafty thing. So I didn't right away want to go right into having it as a business. I just started doing it for myself, putting the graphics on the backs of flannels and on the backs of work shirts and winter coats. Well, well, you know, I did enough of them to where my friends were seeing them, seeing me wear them and whatnot. So then the next thing I know, I'm doing them for my friends. and that led into people wanting to buy them and I, it just kind of, it kind of created itself. 
Um, and it, and it makes for a really nice, uh, side hustle that gets me out of town from time to time for cons has me hanging out with my best friends almost every weekend. Um, my man, John does all my sewing and I do cutting and pinning for him. Um, my wife does a lot of the sourcing. John's wife handles booking our shows and taking care of our, you know, making sure we have business cards and stuff like that. Um, so it really much like the, the monster fest kind of just started as a little idea and grew. And I'm not one to pull even a weed. I'm going to let something grow and see what, what happens. And death stitch turned into something really, something I really enjoy and I'm proud of. So yeah, literally it just basically came out of, I didn't want to look like other people. I hate showing up somewhere and having the same shirt on as somebody else, you know? Yeah. You're so, a good company here. Yeah. Uh, I do, man. And chances are we may have the same shirt, but mine's sewn to the back of my flannel, not yours, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so. So he does great work. We I know Melissa shares a lot of your pictures online too when she sees them. Because I bragged about my uh, they live one. Yeah, never seen. Yeah. Fall in love. What's you that? Posted on the the Muppets one, the Electric Mayhem recently. Yeah, yeah we I, both. I like we both. We were at, they're both our favorite Muppets. Is Electric Mayhem? Man, that's cool. Yeah, and you know, like I say, there's other businesses that do just like I do. I mean, you can go on um, Etsy right now and find other businesses that are doing exactly that i tend to when people say that i look at them and i say i challenge anyone to try and come at my uh, my stock of t-shirts my team we go out and scour day in and day out like nobody can fuck with our with our stock of t-shirts you know um and you know, I I'm and I like I say I'm friends with one of the other businesses that do it. So I I try to never I'm not big on shit talking anybody else, but we do it we do it for a really good price. You know, if you go on Etsy right now, you're gonna look at anything from you're gonna look at forty and up for custom flannels. We do twenty five bucks. You know, like for us, it's not really so much about making a bunch of money off of it as much as it is we just like to see other people wearing our threads, you know, like walking by at the mall. Holy shit, there went one of our pieces, you know. <laughs> That's so, great. Yeah, okay. fun idea, you know. And they can Doing find you on Facebook and social media for yeah, uh, yep. the stitch. Yep, we're all over Facebook. As soon as something comes off the machine, the, the picture goes up on Facebook, and we'll ship. We'll answer side questions all day long. Anybody that wants can message us. So. There you go. We'll we'll try to share as uh, we'll try to share as much as we can. Get our listeners to appreciate it, man. No problem. Appreciate. Love a good product, and we love uh, we love talking to our own people, our own nerds. Nerds, man. Nerds unite, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to be free until nerd persecution ends. Damn right. <laughs> so, uh, well, so you got anything else for the listeners tonight? No, that's about it, really. Well, yeah, pretty short and sweet. <laughs> that's why I would like it. Usually we go over two hours, but which is depending on the topic. We're pretty sure when me and most talk about the Joker, it's going to be five hours long. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about that movie when it comes out or certain topics. I think our second episode, we had to break into two episodes because it was almost three hours long. But 
we like that kind of shit. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank Jason for coming on the show tonight, being our first ever guest. He's now in the Nerd United Nations Hall of Fame for being the first guest. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Just like Stan Lee used to give out back in the day, you'll, you'll receive a no prize. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, guys, if you're in the Quad City area or within a reasonable commuting distance, make sure you come down to the Quad Cities the weekend of the 14th and check out the uh, Midwest Monster Fest. Come down, check out Destitch Custom Clothing, Wake Brewery, all that stuff. Come down and check out a, a horror night down at Ross Talks. I can speak from experience. It's a fun time. And uh, so, Boys. Jason. So, Jason, once again, thank you for coming on. Melissa, thank thanks you. for really appreciate it. Melissa, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You know, exclusive. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she did it for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> busy Canadian Friday night. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Jason, are you familiar with uh, how we end off our podcast at all? I am not. I apologize. I should be. Uh, have you seen Revenge of the Nerds? Nerds! Of course <laughs> I've seen Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, of course, we'll bro. See. That was a to me. Uh, we end every episode by saying we're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. So would you, Jason, being our first guest, would you like to grace us with the great words of Gilbert Lowe? Yes, yes, I would. I'm a nerd, and you know what? I'm proud of it. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. See ya. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.